every once in a while, I really miss the 90s. I don't know what it is, you know? I mean, I, I fell in love with music, kind of came of age in the 80s, but the 90s were such this weird, dynamic time, and so much of 90s music is really unlistenable garbage, like the sort of slow jam, baby-making R&B, white boy stuff like Color Me Bad that came out. <laughs> Ick. I just, I mean, but then also, of course, grunge came along, and there was a revival of power pop, though, that really was absolutely amazing, and I've kind of been falling back in love with that a little bit lately, but that changes from day to day. Hi, my name is Brian Oak. Across from me, Sean Bernard. It is episode 154, 154 episodes as of right now of The Brian Oak Show, and as it stands, if I'm not mistaken, Sean, you are, what did you write on social media? DV plus two. DV, and it, was that a thing already, or did you invent that? I think I invented it. Double vax plus two weeks. No, and I got it. I yeah. was able to suss it out because, yeah. I mean, again, it's not that deep. But no, also, well, because it's me. It's yeah, not but but be also, I was like, now, did he get that from somewhere, or is Sean trying to? Are you trying to be an influencer? You know, it's never going to happen. But I'm almost fifty, and I'm just going to keep trying to be an influencer. That's my never, goal. never, ever give up on your stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid dreams. Dream. Thank you, you of Vang. Um, yeah, DV plus two. So you're vaxxed. You've got your two weeks. I'm vaxxed. I got a week under my belt. One more to go. And our guest today also double va- uh, DV plus two. So nice. I look, I look forward to talking. To what was you say? Possibly. Plus three, I can't remember now. Been a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. What a show! A- any wicked, any wicked, uh, <laughs> any wicked after shocks? Yes, but I, I had the dreaded virus like oh. a year ago. Okay, and so maybe that's part of the reason why. But on on the second one, the first one, I felt super totally fine, and I didn't even feel the actual shot the first time. And the second time, I don't know what my my lady was doing, but my my second time, I felt like it was like a gigantic. <laughs> Nurse ratchet. This wasn't like a back alley deal. It was, I don't know. The second time it really, really hurt going in. A like lot. she was using a nail gun or like something? She was pump, pumping in the fluid for like half an hour or something. Oh. It, was, it was horrible. And then and then I went home and I felt really sick. So I don't know. I think it was just my lady. I got a I got a bad lady. That's a bad lady. You know, sometimes you get the good lady and sometimes you get the bad lady. Story of my freaking life right there, Courtney. We're going to check in with Courtney Yasmine very, very shortly here. She's got a new record on the way. She's got shows coming up. Speaking of shows coming up, the thing I wanted to cover in our opening segment here is that the governor literally had a press conference earlier today, just a little while ago. By the way, it is about the most gorgeous Thursday, spring Thursday in Twin Cities history. Here we are in South Minneapolis, right by the parkway. Everything is in full bloom. For once, because of my regimen, my allergies are not completely shutting me down. It's still not great. But it, it, what is it, like 60 degrees with a low dew point outside? The sun is shining through the white fluffy clouds. Oh, it is so freaking beautiful. perfect outside yeah, right now. I'm not schwitzing at all. Which okay, is well, those days will come, unfortunately, for all of us. <laughs> Same here. But the governor just announced, literally right before we started recording, that events, live events, large events, can happen without restriction Beginning in July. Holy shit, just in time for my 50th birthday. Well, look at that. Looks like we're all going to be getting together at the... What are you thinking about? Are you thinking like the Armory? Are we going to go Met Center? What do you... I think we should uh, We should do the old Met. Yeah? Yeah. Get the old Met back together? Yeah, let's get that put back together and see what happens. <laughs> Mall of America might have something yeah. to say about that. But, you know, I, I greet this with mixed emotions. You and I have talked incessantly over the last, well, since we started this podcast about how much we miss live music, about we've talked to it with every musician like Courtney today about how much they miss playing, how much we miss being there. 
I don't know, even in three months' time, if I'm going to be fully comfortable going back to a full-blown, wide-open, crowded room event. How do you feel? Uh, I think I'm mostly going to be doing outdoor shows, but I would wear a mask uh, at an indoor show. I'd be comfortable with that, with the, with the mask on. I feel like I'm never going to stop wearing masks again. I feel like a whole new world has been opened up to me. I feel like it's really slimming, and so I like wearing a mask. Oh, oh! You got to tell me when you're going to talk, otherwise I'm going to keep nonverbal no, communication. Ahead. Here's what we do in the biz: just throw money. your finger up uh, when you're going to talk. Uh, gentlemen, it saves money on lipstick. Oh, well, and also then I don't have to worry about trimming my beard, and I feel I feel more handsome. Yeah, he with does. a mask he on. Feels more handsome. In fact, handsome. I'm going to take my mask game to the next level, and I'm going to start wearing things like Darth Vader masks, Chewbacca masks. I like it. Yeah, the one that actually makes the sound, or the one that doesn't. Yeah, I, I can't do a Chewbacca you're, you're song. Right, you Let's talk to Courtney in just a moment here, but I wanted to play one song. You know, my other job is I work at a record store, and people come in to sell their records all the time. It's weird. People have never been buying more records since the late 80s, but there's also people who are like, I've carried these things around. They're heavy. They're bulky. I am not part of your trendy whatever, and they just want to get rid of them, and sometimes they have more modern ones. Usually they have much older ones that aren't worth any money, but all these amazing records come through the store all the time that people are trying to sell. And just the other day, somebody brought in a record by Damien Gerardo. You could call him a folky. He's a singer-songwriter mm. out of Seattle. And it wasn't this record that they brought in, but it made me remember a certain song by Damien Gerardo that haunts me. You know, there are certain songs in your life, and I swear I'm getting through this show without crying. I doubt it. Yeah, I do too. Um, <laughs> there are certain songs, though, that carry with them a weight, a heft, uh, mm. a, a kind of poignant and piercing melancholy that you you shouldn't want to listen to that song, right? Like, who wants to be sad? Who wants to get weighed down? Who wants a fucking arrow through their heart? Right here. Uh, yeah, same, There is something same. about so, getting lower when you're already low that you're like, okay, let's just fucking go all and in I'm, on I'm this. not yeah. talking about end of the world kind of low, no. but there's a poignant, beautiful melancholy oh, aspect to the song yeah. that I can't can't get past. Just ahead, though, we're going to lift up your spirits with Courtney. Right now, though, we're going to listen to a great, great song by Damien Gerardo. This song is called Ohio on The Brian Oak Show. Ohio, she 
laughed I pointed out east She said I grew up there with my dear mother And I haven't seen her since 13 You see I was taken while she lay sleeping by my father's hired men We moved to the city so far from my family I haven't been back there since It's been a long time A real long time Why would you do that? I almost made it. it Why would you do that? Again, I was a, having such a good day. It, no, but again, it's not. A, it's not a terrible song. It's a gorgeous oh. song. It's beautiful, but it's this poignant, yes. sad tale that you don't. You wish you knew more about, but also if you knew more about, you'd carry it around you with with you every damn day. So when that person brought in a Damien Gerardo record to sell, I you know I didn't know the record they brought in because he's extremely prolific. I think he's put out something like twenty albums, fifteen EPs, but that one comes off of the first time I ever heard him, his sophomore effort, 1999's Rehearsals for Departure, and it's just such a gorgeous, understated, folky, brilliant record, and I spent last night with it. I guess I must have gotten most of the tears out last night, because right now my eyes are only tiny, a tiny bit sweaty. So, Well, and I just got off a one-hour conversation with somebody that I won't mention, but about, I didn't know that this person had been abused when he was a kid, and that song, I'm sitting here, after my conversation, I was like, God, he's 53. And I never knew that he was abused. And it's amazing how many people suffer abuse and neglect and never say a word about it. And it comes out in other ways. You never know what people are carrying around, man. And you don't ever know what another person has gone through. Before we talk to today's featured guest, Courtney Yasmine, uh, I do need to mention that this show is made possible by Smart Start MN. In fact, we're recording once again in the Smart Start MN studios located in beautiful South Minneapolis, very near to the intersection of 48th and Chicago Avenue South. And Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What they do is if you lose your ability to drive, which you will do 
if you are pulled over for dri- uh, driving while under the influence, um, they can get you back in your car. You know, you will have to jump through some hoops. There's no way around that. You fucked up. Okay. Sorry. You did. And in order to get back to something that is resembling a normal life, you are going to have to take some steps. The good thing about Smart Start MN is they're going to get you back there easier quicker and for less expense than you otherwise might imagine. Plus, we've known them for a long time. They're super great guys. Ed and Mike are fantastic. They're the ones who originated Minnesota's ignition interlock situation and we like them and they like us and we would like you to go find out more about it by going to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. And Mike and Ed have max vax fever. They can't wait to go do stuff and go see shows and everything else. Ed and I were supposed to go see a show right before everything got shut down. Like, literally, we were going to go see, what, Driving and Crying last March? Fuck. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. You'll get 20% off the installation of the Ignition Interlock. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. Uh, It's great to see you guys, Sean and Brian. Um, It's always really a big privilege to get invited thank you for the invitation well in the lavish smart start mn studio i Nothing mean i can fancier i can this. understand why you'd look forward to this <laughs> it is a gorgeous day tech. outside what's that very high tech yeah oh well the technology is actually like, is. the technology is actually ted talk uh the technology is actually fantastic the room the room is modest but yes. um but it gets better all the time um we had you on not so long ago but you've had a lot of change and you are working on new material and you have new things on the way which is awesome but to me i feel like a bit of a heel because in the interim since i saw you last I have not read your book. You know, for people who may not know your name, um, I love the brevity. I always ask guests to send, hey, send a bio. Let me know who you are and what you are. And most of them are five pages long and Mm -hmm. insufferable to read. And then you have to do your own editing. Here's what it says on your website. Eight albums mostly made in Minneapolis with music producer Rob Genetic. One novel that tells the tale. Three grown children, a lifetime that speaks through a unique voice in stories and songs, 50 years a songwriter, a woman of substance. Perfect. You like <laughs> That's you, all you need. I'm so scared. Like, oh my God, what does it say? What I, does I, it say? I hope you I hope you never hire a publicist because that when I ask for a brief bio, that's exactly what I'm I'm looking for. You're a Minnesota singer songwriter. You've been making music forever. You're a published author. You're a mom. You're a force of nature. You have one of those weird, infectious smiles that's hard not to look at when it comes up. Look at that right there. Great teeth too. Was that did you always have good teeth? Yeah, these are these are my real teeth. Well, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> except for these four over here. I had the same no, I, I believe I had they're the same your teeth my whole life, and I I never had braces. Right. My parents were too mean to give me braces. Anyway, so I was lucky that my teeth looked okay. Whew. That's true. Okay. They were mean. Yeah. Sons of bitches. I read <laughs> <Wow>. the book. <laughs> they okay. Were mean. Before we get to that, before we get to that <laughs> point. so mean. So that novel that you wrote, the book you wrote, yeah. I have not read, and I feel a little bit like a heel. But I, it's all right. We the love only time I ever life. read is I like when I'm laying down, I'm like, oh, and I'm out, <laughs> and then in the morning, I'm like, Wait, what did I read again? And I always have to start over. Sean, however, has read your book, and you uh-huh. two were talking about it. Tell me a little bit about your novel. Uh, okay, so uh, I wrote a 500, maybe even longer version of it when I was um, even younger, when I was maybe like 30, and it was a memoir, and uh, I I was able to get a publishing offer for that book. Mm. 
And I chickened out because uh, it really threw my, my family under the bus. And it was a memoir, so it was the facts. But it was it was like me being like really bitter and 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 sort of vengeful, and so I I um I didn't take the publishing deal. So can I ask you a quick question, not to interrupt the story, but why submit it if then you ultimately decided I don't want to have this published? Well, I spent so much time writing it, and it meant so much to me, and I just like cried and cried and cried and wrote and wrote and wrote, and so of course I I was. I was excited when it seemed like it was possible to get it published, but then um, I really thought about and and people started to talk to me. People I knew really well who were older than I was were saying, you know, this is going to affect your life because you're not known, you don't have very wide acclaim for your music yet. I was like thirty, mm-hmm. and and this is it's it's so it's so much there's so much outrageous stuff in it that it may end up being um widely read and then that that's that's who you are plus that's who your family is you know and that's who your mom is and you know do you really want this to happen so there were some people who really were advising me against it so i didn't i didn't take the publishing deal and i never published that and then um and then only maybe I don't know when did it it came out maybe now like three or four years ago, mm-hmm. so uh, maybe like five or six years ago someone approached me and was like, you know, you're a musician who has a manuscript we understand, and I was like I don't anymore I don't have I don't want to do that anymore, <laughs> and and uh, then this publisher suggested, well why don't you try making like a, a small story of when you lived in the cabin. And so this this little book about a girl named Sydney um, helped me tell the story of living in the cabin for the winter uh, when I was seventeen when I ran away from home and it it helped me a lot it helped me explain it it also took all the pressure off of like who the people really were and so I could say whatever I wanted and I, I'm really glad I did it I I really am it's 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 fun to just like instead of like trying to tell that whole story all the time, I have a song of my own that tells the whole story. Mm. Have I ever played that for you guys? No. You might've played it the last time you were on the show. Oh, What's the song called? The one, it's called married to Bob. It's called gone away. Married to Bob. Yeah, you did. Oh, you okay. did. You we did. played you did. that last yep. time you yep, were on the show. So I have the song that tells the story about how I left Chicago and I went up there. And then I have the long version. If people come up to me and say, Oh, that song's so great. I'm like, really? Well, here buy the book and, <laughs> and they almost always always come back and say that they love the book and so it it's it's handy dandy you know it's been, it's kind of just a, it's like on the merch table and i just say here refer to chapter seven and well it's an amazing it's story of courage and i know that you chose to make it a novel and and change the names somewhat but for me I don't believe that misery loves company, but I do believe that it helps other people to hear a story where they hear somebody that's got amazing courage that sees the people around them and maintains some sanity in spite of it all. And that's what was really cool for me to read the amazing amount of courage for a 17 year old to leave home and live in a cabin in the middle of the coldest place in the United States, pretty much, you know, and to be able to survive and thrive yeah. And the amazing mentorship that happened with your uh, high school teacher mm-hmm. uh, to then help you get 
to the next level in your life. It it doesn't yeah. take for me just very quickly. Not to make this about me, but my mom left it when I was thirteen. And so that was very different for me. So that song really hit me hard because she disappeared for six years, dealt with her own stuff. God bless her. She's, you know, through that particular part of her life. But to to listen to that story and know that I had teachers, I had, and it's teacher week right now, by the way, but I had teachers and instructors that saw something in me. And for me, it was speech and debate. And they were like, you've got something here. And, and we were, were fortunate enough to be state champions all three years of high school. And that's where my esteem came from because even though my folks didn't show up to the tournaments or see that in me, you're first taught through everybody else you know that your parents are supposed to be the ones that love you unconditionally. And the amazing thing is once you get over that, maybe that's just not the case, that other people, you have to allow other people to love you and to be there for you and to see what happened to you in your life. Um, that's why I read the book in four days. Yeah. You know, literally I had a yeah. shitload of other things going on at the time. But every moment I had to read your book, I kept reading it. So I don't care thank that you. 3 million people haven't read it. It touched me. And thank you for writing it and mm-hmm. for sharing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciate it. That's that's exactly the the way I like to hear a person who's read it talk about it. That's, that's, a, that's the gift um, of getting to tell a story like that, for sure. So thank you. You bet. You get to be a published novelist. You wrote something that obviously has impacted people on a very deep level, but you primarily are known as, at least from my perspective, as a musician. (laughs) You write and sing songs, and um, you've done it for a long time, and you've done it. The quality is exceptional all the way throughout it, and here you are in the midst of working on a new record. We were going to play some songs, but instead you're going to play them live for us. I understand (laughs) uh, World Debut? Uh, you haven't played these songs for anybody before. Um, I mean, people in your them, life, right, right, right. And we and we're working on the record, but I haven't um, come on. I haven't projected them out into the world yet. So you guys are, I'm, I'm trying this out. Today. Okay, well, that's very generous of you. Before we talk about the new record, mm-hmm. philosophy, production, the process, all that. What uh-huh. if we just hear one first? Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Um, So I just want to say, to introduce this song, um, this is called The Creek. I I don't usually write, like, nature songs. It's not, like, that's not been my thing. But um, there's a creek in Minneapolis that uh, starts at the easternmost point of Lake Minnetonka, the big lake. And um, I lived right there for, for quite a few years, raising my children on the headwaters of the Minnehaha Creek. And uh, right now, I've found myself moved in with this wonderful man who's the music producer of the, of the record. And uh, he lives, and I, I live now, by the Minnehaha Falls. And, and I walk my, my, my dog, who's now a year old, and he's a really good walker, so he can go on long walks. And I've discovered that the Minnehaha Creek um, empties itself into the great Mississippi River right by where I live now. So I lived at the beginning of the creek and now I live at the end of it. And when I when I realized that one morning when I was walking, I completely freaked out. So here's uh, what I have to say about it. I've been a coward and a liar. Here I go again. 
Beating myself up, always praying for lift off, but I am no high flyer. At best, I'm like that creek that rolls right past me from the big lake through the woods and through the city, takes its exit into that Russian river. Who pays it no mind? Babbles along, cheery and unknowing, takes the scenic route, spends its energy, uses itself up with every twist and turn, and finally gives itself to the whole, disappears completely into that Russian river. Who pays it no mind? Doesn't have time. Oh, but what a joy each day brings with its twists and turns and waterfalls. Oh, what a joy it brings eternally. I am that water rolling free. I am that water rolling free. I am that water. I was stuck on my reflection. Couldn't make myself into what I wanted to be. There was nothing, no, there was nothing ever good enough about me. Not that I could see. So I got caught up in the current. And swept along by forces outside of me, a husband or a lover, three babies who needed their mother, and me getting tossed about one way or another. No answers, no apologies, no nothing, nothing good enough for me. But that's all in the past now, and I've learned some lessons. Been put to the test now. Watch that water running past me. I've been to the headwaters. I rode the rapids, crossed the bridges, seen it turn to ice and overflow its banks in the springtime. Nearly dry up in summer, ready to die. Oh, but nothing, no nothing ever changes its mind. But what a joy each day brings, with its twists and turns and waterfalls. Oh, what a joy it brings! Eternally, I am that water rolling free. I am that water rolling free. I am that water rolling free. I am that water. Rolling free, I am that water. Well, I guess screw not crying on the show. Fantastic, <laughs> appreciate that, Courtney. Nice new, brand new song right there called "The Creek." Is that right? The Creek. And we happen to be right here in the Smart Start Evan Studio, a block and a half from the very creek that you're singing about right oh, now. I didn't really-
Taylor's were that close. Yeah, yeah. Hiawatha yeah, right. was right there, and oh, right. uh, um, That's and awesome. I, or Minnehaha rather, and I live uh, over very very close to the falls myself. So uh. I I live a block and a half away from there, and um, I see that creek minimum of three to four times a week. You know, in terms of walking down there, going on walks, and. That's going to be a nice little uh, musical addition to my thoughts when and I wander along. I live along on Fifty Fourth and Washburn, a block from the creek, oh, and I oh, bike to the falls all the time. So it's so great. Yeah, right? it is, isn't it? It's yeah, fantastic. Well, that was wonderful. A brand new song from the forthcoming record, which is going to be called what? Red Roses and Cowgirl Dreams. Okay, Red Roses and Cowgirl <laughs> Dreams. We'll talk more about the record in just a minute. Very quickly, I want to turn the attention to one Sean Bernard, who, speaking of living near the creek, it's a lovely place to live. I've actually lived there for more than 20 years. The only two homes I've ever purchased are both within a block and a half of the creek. Well, and you win then, I guess. No, no I I'm guess not I'm trying not to cool. win. I'm no, cool I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's a gorgeous part of Minnesota, and I love the neighborhood I live in. The only downside is airport noise, okay? But that really, especially during the COVID year, I don't remember hearing an airplane last year, so <laughs> not a big deal. But you are a realtor by trade, and you are part of the sponsorship of this particular program. How's life with Edina Realty? How's life in the realty biz? It's good. It's been busy, and you know we're just at a point where people need to list their houses. Uh, the market, uh, the the interest rates are still really low, and so you know it does take a little bit more work to to find a place to buy, but you can. It's not like inventory is non-existent. It's non-existent. It's just lower than it was. One of the things I'm doing this year uh, that's new is I'm donating a portion of every sale to a local artist or musician. And so whether you're on the buy side or the sell side, go with me because I'm going to donate to local artists like I do every month to mm-hmm. Courtney Yasmini. I'm uh, one of her Patreon members. Yeah, I'm very grateful, too. Thank hey, you. no problem. I just thought I'd bring that up Thanks because so. I believe in local artists and helping support them. And I, I will confess that reading your book as well, I was like kindred spirit. I need to make sure that however I can help her with a little tiny amount that I donate to help her, awesome. help her be able to continue to do uh, whatever she's doing to create and, uh, and to help people get through their days. So, so how do so, people help you help Courtney? 612-859-2594. That number is textable. You know, the great thing about Patreon, uh, because we benefit from it here at the Brian Oak Show as well, people don't have to give you $100 a month. Now, if you feel so inclined, by all means, pour (laughs) pour it on. But a couple bucks a month, you know, when you get a bunch of people on board who like this and they like what you do enough that they're willing to support you, we're not in the Smart Start MN studio without the consistent and wonderful and dedicated support of our Patreon members. Here's our rent. It, it absolutely does, and all the other sort of costs that come along with doing a podcast, because we're, we are using professional equipment. We're not actually just recording it into our iPhones, which can be done, but it would sound like ass. That I've last heard song, those shows. The, yeah, me too. That last song we heard wouldn't have sounded nearly as good, and it sounded really good. I want to talk about you getting back out in the world and the upcoming shows you have, but let's save that closer to the end. I want to talk about the new record because you're someone who has put out no shortage of records, right? You these these this are is my eighth. Yeah, this, so this will be Ooh. your eighth record mm-hmm. and it's what red roses and cowgirl dreams uh-huh okay very good why do you why do you have an embarrassed laugh about that uh, i don't know I'll, i'm gonna just play the beginning of that song because you're not gonna hear that song but red roses and cowgirl dreams it's been all or nothing and nothing in between i ran away from home when i was only 17 got out just as the house was burned 
that's the beginning. You could keep going. Yeah. I would much Come rather on. listen to you play uh, a song than me talk. Well, I don't know if I can remember this whole song. You don't have to do it. Yeah. I, 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 you got the idea. I we got the idea. I love it. Yeah, I loved the idea. That's why I was hoping well, so it would that, keep going. Uh, that's the beginning of the record. That That's the opening lines. Okay, well, which, again, record. autobiographical, right? Yeah. You are a storyteller, but you also have a tremendously rich and sometimes painful past to draw on. Yeah. Has that informed every record, at least in some way, has that informed every record you've ever made? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't think that creative people do. Uh, write things that aren't about themselves. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, even if you've written it about someone else, mm-hmm. even if you think that you're writing like historical fiction about people from the 1600s, you're in. There's no. There's only one reason why you would be interested enough to sit there and keep writing is that something about that is still about you. There's something in there, you know, whatever you're, whatever story you're telling. So you're telling me that J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter because she feels like Hermione. She was Hermione growing up. <laughs> Maybe she was. Maybe she was. She was somebody. Okay, well then she was somebody in that book. And, yeah, and I don't sure. dis- I don't disagree with what you just or said. She's it, all of the characters. Precisely. Like I don't disagree with that at all. If you're going to create something, there are going to be elements of you in all of it, intentionally or not. There, there's yeah. no other way around it because you are who you are and you're the one doing the creating. Mm-hmm. But then there are some times where it's a little more deliberate than that. So when yeah. it you know, you create a record, you go through the touring cycle you're doing whatever at some point you feel inspired enough to have enough music under your belt or to feel motivated to create a record it's not a small undertaking you've got to get the financing for it you've got to make sure that you feel confident enough in the songs then you have to have time to record i mean there are a lot of elements that go into it so it's not something that most people just sort of take half-heartedly or, or lightly what pushed you what what made you decide if there's any one thing or a, a concurrence of events why did you decide now it was time for another record well, I would just say that my whole life, this is all I wanted to do, and I didn't understand how to do it. And as I, um, in my adulthood, I started learning that the only way I was going to get into the ball is, is, is to write the songs and record them. The recordings of my own original songs are my ticket to, to the ball that I want to I go to. There's a ball? There is a ball. Sean. Can you get us on the guest list? <laughs> You're Please, on it right just now. Backstage, are we? This You're is it, right? This is it. Hey, this, this is this pretty is the damn world, good. This is the world premiere of music at, no one's ever heard before. You're at Courtney's ball right now. I love I it. I love it. Um, so, so the only way, <laughs> the only way I get invited to come and talk to guys like you, is if I have songs and recordings of them, and I've and I've written the songs. I I found that out as an adult, and I was just like, all right, well, I've been writing songs my whole life, so all I have to do is now figure out how to make recordings and mm-hmm. and make and then of course you can you can do all of that and if it's not if it doesn't resonate with other people you're still not get going to get invited to the ball right you can have you can you can dot all the i's and cross all the t's but somehow you have to dig deep and find a way to actually do something that has meaning for others. Now, I, I want to ask, because I feel like right there is a very important part of the equation. You want to get invited to the ball. I know you're not telling me that you want to live in Malibu on a mansion on the side of the hill and you want to have number one hits across the world, although I'm sure you wouldn't say That'd no to great. that. That'd I know, I know, I know. But my point is, so you sit down and you write something that feels real to you and it has substance, right? And it, But it also needs to be a good song. Like it's, You've got to find that sort of sweet spot between emotional heft and a song that people are still going to enjoy. Do you ever find yourself 
sort of trimming back parts that you wish you could leave in because maybe it'll be too much to pe- for people or maybe it just won't be an appealing enough song? Or is that is that more where a producer comes in or an engineer comes in? No, I do that stuff myself. But, um, but like Sean's talking about my novel and <clears throat> people have asked me, Sean didn't ask this, but people have asked me, um, if if my real story, if I made if I made the book more dramatic to sell the book, and I, the honest truth is that I made the book um, a lot watered down and mm-hmm. smaller, so that it wouldn't seem so tragic or so so sad or so sick. I didn't want yeah. it to. I didn't want people to actually like get really like bummed out by how sick it actually really was. So I would say that in general, that's. I mean, that's where I come from. I come from, you know, kind of a place of uh, a lot of bad memories and a lot of sick stuff. So I, I write all that stuff in. I have, I have one new song I really love. I'm not going to play this for you either, but I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> well, then why? <laughs> that's the equivalent of vague booking. Play it. I'm going to play a tiny bit of it. She's a cherub, she's an angel, she's a cruel little thief. She'll steal your heart when you least expect it, and she'll ruin your belief in love. She'll leave you howling at the moon and stars above. (laughs) Um, Well, anyway, it's the song is called Ruined for Life, and what the chorus says is, you're ruined for life now. Any dream you had in mind is no longer up to you. There's nothing else for you to do. You're ruined for life now. She's everything to you. There's nothing else. It's Anyway, it says you'll never find anything like her in the whole human race. So uh, my idea for that song was that the person who falls in love with a, a, a woman who's very complicated and has had a lot of difficult things in her past, that that person is never going to find anybody else like that. Um, but also... It's going to be a shit storm. And, <laughs> yeah. and you signed so, up for it. <laughs> and and so that song had it's called Ruined for Life. It's on the record. Um but it had like 17 verses. And of course I knew I couldn't use 17 verses, but I wanted to make sure I wrote everything I wanted to say about her and what I think she's like. And um and I loved it. I just reveled. <laughs> I reveled in saying exactly what I thought about her and how <laughs> divine she is. And and who then, could you have been writing about? I know. Hmm. Who? I I actually I kind of think it's like a composite of like every woman in in my family, like my my daughters, me, generations before me. I think mm-hmm. it's something about my the women in my family is what I would say. Um, but in the end, now I think it has like four and a half verses on the record. And I, I could finally whittle it down to just like what ad, absolutely had to be said. But And so I understand the, the essential nature of editing. When you're making an album, you've got to create things that are palatable to people. But there are still going to be Uber fans who want to hear every single word. And luckily, we live in sort of this this digital age where if you want, you could release 17 verse version you could you could make it a b-side you could just put it as a file somewhere on your website even if it feels indulgent or too much to you there will be people who will hunt it out well i there there are a couple of really great people who um who love bob dylan and mm-hmm. and, and they do that with bob dylan stuff mm-hmm. right they have every last little shred of 
anything. Um, and a, and a couple of those people have decided that they like me too, which I consider to be a great <laughs> honor. And there are some people who I'm I'm not going to name names on on the show, but there there are a couple of people who have like bought, um, you know the 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 back scra- scratchings of 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 some of the songs. And um, what and is the back scratching of a song? Just to like, put a finer point on it well, for it's, me. It's like it's like I put the it essence in a, of it, all like, of it. It's like I put in a manila envelope on like 17 pages right. of handwritten lyrics that are clearly all meant. All the arrows are pointing to that, yeah. mm-hmm. to that chorus, to that, you know, that same song. Wow. That kind of thing. All right. Well, I want to talk. You have shows coming. So the new record is Red Roses and Cowgirl Dreams. That's going to be coming out. I know these things are very hard to predict with any sort of accuracy unless you've already picked a date. <laughs> no, uh, but but we have a we have a party picked. We oh. have a party. And for the party, we don't necessarily have to have it up uh, internationally. So, you know, we're, it's kind of, it's a soft opening in Minneapolis. And so the party is July 17th. And it's in the alley behind Harriet Brasserie in cooperation with the uh, Everett and Charlie Art Gallery. Yeah, who we and talked about last time you were Yes, out. and it's, so it's a Saturday night, um, and it's going to be with uh, the guys who are making the record with me, playing with me. This is exciting because that's during Shanika, eight days of celebration and gifts right around my birthday, oh, which is July 15th. Shanika? Yeah, Shanika, really? eight days of <laughs> celebration Guess and what? Gifts. My birthday's in seven days there, Chief. Oh, nobody cares. What did you get me? What did you <laughs> I, get me for I'm the first day of searching. Brianica? That doesn't even <laughs> oh, rhyme. That, that was nice. terrible. No. That was awful. Cinco de Brian-O. <laughs> no, that doesn't work either. It doesn't work. None of it works. The 13th you know, I'm of not May. that guy. I'm cool with it just being the 13th and well, we can so just let it go. Okay, well, we'll try to remember that. Yeah, Brian. no, let it go. Let it Sean, go. Sean, you're um, going to have to. I'll be long gone, but you're going to have to remember that. Brian's wow. birthday. It's all on you, Sean. <laughs> But I'm going to be there for that show because then. Okay, yeah, July can, 17th. Uh, and apparently celebrate. the state Outside. is wide open. So, I mean, we're going to be, I'm going to be able to be there in a mankini. Yeah. Open mouth kissing everybody. Yeah. Apparently all the rules are off come July. All the rules are off. You yeah. Don't, women don't have to wear shirts anymore starting in July in Minnesota. You know, I, I've hey, heard that that's actually, no, no, but that, like, I think that's a thing in parks now. Like, you can do that now yeah. in Minneapolis and not get in trouble. <laughs> I'm not encouraging it because, you know, dudes are... Stupid yeah. dudes. Well. Seriously, though, stupid dudes. All right. Anyway, before <laughs> right. we get too far down that path, we'll talk more about that event. Plus, you've got another show's coming up in uh, much, much sooner than that. Uh, but I would like to hear another song off your record, if you don't mind. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm telling you guys that this is, um, you know, this is a, this is, a, I'm taking a big risk. You know how Sean and I, I are. We are so, we are both such demanding perfectionists that this is, this isn't perfect. Who cares? We'll start over. So I wanted to make sure that you got to hear the theme, the cowboyish theme, you know, the, the cowgirl dreams part. So I thought this song. Where you gonna run now the bridge is burned? What you got left now the love has turned? Tell me all the things that I did wrong. Keep on singing our favorite song. Yippee ki Yippee ki All the love that we threw away. Yippee ki 
be kaya Just another cowboy riding away Built this bridge, took three years' time Only love was on our minds Boards by hand with sticks and rope Eyes on the future filled with hope No one told me to run and hide Watch it burn, hold my head and cry no place left to shield my eyes Singed and tattered, barely alive Where you gonna run now our love gave out Will you go visit and round about Tell them all the things that I did wrong Keep on singing our favorite song Yippee-ki-yo, yippee Just another cowboy riding away Yippee-ki-yo, yippee Pack my bags and leave today Stand alone on the banks of the river fire on the farther shore What I wouldn't give to feel that warm But the bridge is out and there's no way around On my own as the sun goes down Yippee-ki-yo All the love that we threw away I'll be just another cowboy I'll be just another cowboy I'll be just another cowboy Tell me the name of that one again. Just Another Cowboy. Just Another Cowboy. You know, I've, I've always marveled at artists who are able to, and I suppose it's most of them, um, and regardless of what they do, painting, singing, dancing, whatever the case may be, who are able to dig into the darkness of their past. Obviously, it's helped inform who they are today, and they're not living in a constant state of that. But for a songwriter and a performer in particular, you know, I've met some artists who dig into really dark places and who have had to use some darkness or bad experiences as inspiration. 
And to perform those songs, I've always wondered, it's always sort of boggled my mind, how do you do it? How do you summon it up? How do you cast that spell every time without crushing your own soul and spirit? I mean, is that ever a concern or am I thinking about it too hard? Uh, you can't think about these things too hard. You know, these are important things and they need to be thought about. And um, in my in my humble estimation, the answer is that um, when, when you can conjure up the feelings that have shaped your psyche, um, you, you're doing something magical for yourself and... And it and it allows you to connect with other human pe- people on on a deeper level. That's my answer, I guess. I understand. I just to cast that spell again and again and again. Oh right, the it, again it, and it just again. It, it just seems like it would be exhausting. I mean, as a performer, this is your duty. This, this is right. this is what you've signed up for. But no. I just I just wonder about the long term emotional toll when you bring up songs that are sad. Here's my answer to it. My love, we both know it's been good times and bad And our memories we share are both happy and sad But this recent stretch of the road Been the hardest we've ever known And tonight I'm just thankful that I'm right here by your side But we're finally coming into the sun It's been trying times for love But you're still the one Did my wife call you? (laughs) Honest to God Everybody's wife called me Oh Uh, well, so there we that, go. So that's on the new record. Wow. And, and that's my answer to you is that um, the reason that I get to the reason that I am able and can't wait to to run them all through every night uh, for every group of people is that I love the, you know, the twists and turns and waterfalls. And um, you can't play a song like the one I just played um, all all night because then it, you know then then I'm a goof then I'm just a goof yeah I'm just, then I'm just a goofy lady who's like way too sentimental so <laughs> so that's that's a song on the new record and I I, I want to say this because I haven't I haven't talked to anybody about the the record yet either at all and I want to say that it's a I've got this idea now that it's it's a it's a breakup record uh, where where in the end they they don't break up and I love that I it's so so in in I was writing this record saying. That's it, man. I'm so I'm so out of here. I'm over this relationship. Right. And of course, I'm talking about Rob Genetic, the music producer, and I've uh-huh. been living at his house for yeah. these like three years now. Yep. And I've always been saying I'm just staying with him temporarily <laughs> <laughs> because we're always working on a project, you right. know. And right. 
And he's been very kind to let, let me stay there, except like like more and more the house looks like like my kind of like people people have said like when did Rob's house start looking like a bed and breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> That's your influence. So, now, so, so the house is getting cuter and cuter, uh-huh. and I'm getting cuter and cuter, right. and and Rob is getting cuter and cuter too. And so somehow, just when I thought that I was going to write a breakup record, it all turned the corner on me, and and I didn't have to. And instead, I got to write a song like that one. Weird. So you're telling me that your music, even though you're the one who creates it sometimes has things to teach you as well absolutely yeah absolutely that's weird and heavy and philosophical well, and i'm not sure i'm ready for it when i stand up and play for people is the only time that it happens to me which is why this is such a a delight to get to play these songs for you guys right now and of course i'm playing way more than i said i was going to right <laughs> that's good it's um, a podcast we you love can do it. whatever the hell you we want we love it and we apparently, love it. apparently i am doing whatever the hell i want but good uh but the 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 thing is that when when i play the songs Suddenly, the context of them, I'm hearing like my idea of what they sound like in your brains. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening to me today. And it's a really big gift for me because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that song is like that. Like, I didn't even realize that when I was going to play that Trying Times for Love just now, I didn't realize that the words were going to, I don't know, somehow they seemed like, oh, those words are perfect for this right yeah, now. they and, are. And our goal as human beings is to connect. And for people like me and people like all three of us, not to not have live music, to look people in the eye mm-hmm. and realize that you're reaching them and they're reaching you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's been missing. As I've said to people, as Brian and I have talked, there's been a piece of my soul missing for the last 14 months. Yeah. And I'm close to a breaking point with it where I'm like, I got to fucking see some live music yeah. or somebody's going to get hurt because I need to connect. I need to be able to feel this stuff. Yeah, and for me, it's my spirituality too. And I know it's that way with right. Brian, you know, and, and me too. Yeah. Me. And it's like, this is part of who we are. I have a quick question for you because I know that you've always been self-aware. How much of waiting until you were in your early forties when you released your first album, right? right? How yeah. much of that was <laughs> self-doubt? And how much of it was life getting in the way? What took you so long? I I really believe that the only thing that took me so long was that I I came into my adulthood at the bottom of a, a pretty deep pit mm-hmm. um, that I didn't that I didn't mean to be in. Um, the circumstances of my family um, just really did pull the rug out from under me. Um, and so I, I just didn't have any, any psychological wherewithal to, to try to tackle something like that. To realize that you were worth it and that you're as capable as you are. Yeah. And you are, you're fantastic. Thank you for being (laughs) on the show today. So great having you you here. Thank you. I, I, I do like the idea of course, of being a person who, um, is an example of like how you can do anything at any, Mm -hmm. any stage in your life. I mean, I I love that, but, but I do want to say that I don't want to diminish the, effort I'm making and the quality of my work to uh, spin it that way and just say, oh, you know, isn't that, isn't that fun that this older lady is 
you know, doing our thing. I don't think anybody you know. who's ever no. seen you live no, no, thinks no, no, of no. you as that older <laughs> no, lady. No, all right. No, I, no. I don't think anybody yeah. thinks You're that more way. vibrant than thinks that you. way. Twenty three year olds at all. And <laughs> speaking of seeing that older lady perform some of her new music, <laughs> uh, you got a couple of cool upcoming opportunities yeah. this summer. So we're talking about the the party, which we'll get back to right before the end here, but. I see two on your website, two dates, Sunday, June 6th, uh, in the evening at the Dubliner. Yeah. And yeah. Solo, also, solo, just for fun, solo, you'll hear these songs, yeah. you know. Yeah. Which is a great way to hear really them. Fun. The And also the Dubliner, Dubliner, Sunday, July 11th. What is, tell me about the party again, the, the soft release party. Um. Yeah, so it's, uh, I'll say it one more time, as, as clearly as I can. July 17th is a Saturday night. Is that correct? I hope that's correct. And it, uh, it's probably yes, it is. from it's probably going to be like from seven to nine, and it's the only time I have scheduled this summer to play with the guys who are making the record with me, and it's really uh, turning out to be some really awesome cowboy electric guitar stuff. Um, so the album party is going to sound really fun really really fun and so that's in the, it's an in an alley that's right behind the harriet brasserie and you can order drinks and food from them while you're at the show um that's right on 40th and lindale right yeah it's it is that right is that i think, I think so that's, that's a, called the harriet brasserie isn't it it's, that it's a newer brick building but um, right by where the warming house is no was? Oh, that's not it then. No, so it's in Linden Hills. Oh, okay, that's a different location because okay, yeah. there's another place called Harriet. Oh, all right, sorry. Oh, that's good. No, so, good yeah. to know. So it's Harriet Brasserie in Linden Hills, um, and there's the art gallery that I've been mm-hmm. been doing collaborations with right. Everett and Charlie, and they're going to be helping sponsor this event. Well, let's get your web people on this because at your website there's no mention of this party just yet. Okay. Oh, really? It's not on yet? I okay, don't see so, it on here. So there, I'm like telling you guys all the, Look all at the that. secret news. First information, like first it. crack at these new songs. I love it. Now, you, uh, the, the new record is called Red Roses and Cowgirl Dreams. Yes. Okay, I just, I'm making sure I get it right because I don't have it written down anywhere, so I'm yeah. doing my best to hang on to it. Um, it is lovely to see you again. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing. I, it, it's really, it's Thank very, you. very cool that you're willing to come by and do it. Also, uh, screw you for making me cry, but also thank you. Uh, I mean, I mean that in, 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 in well, actually, I really just mean the thank you part I of it. I didn't cry at all this time. Yeah. I well, have a request, though. I, had, I, I would love to have you play a song out rather than a recorded song. Would you be willing to do that? Sure. Are you okay with that, Brian? Yeah. I'm 100% okay with that. I just think, I just, before she jumps selfishly. in, the one last thing I wanted to pump was that coming up on May 24th, you're going to be part of this massive Dylan tribute in just a few weeks here, a couple weeks actually, uh, at First Avenue. And slowly the world is breathing. On the main stage in First Avenue. The world's breathing back to life. Now, I know that most of it is going to be streaming, but are are people going to be inside at all other than the performers, or is this just a streaming event? No, they were were allowed to sell, like I think, like 50 or 70 tickets, and they sold out with like the first... I was going to say, those have to be long gone. yeah. But I mean, so you're... Love uh, of Bob Dylan is not only well known but well documented, obviously. <laughs> right. Um, right. But I mean, there are going to be so many other people performing there as well. Yes, and of course, they're celebrating one of Minnesota's favorite sons, right? I mean, it's his 80th birthday. Oh, really? On that day, I think. Okay, mm. it, but this is certainly this is the year of his 80th birthday, Mister Dylan. Yeah. Um, right, is turning 80, and and there, it's a it's a wonderful cast of um, great local artists who are all performing Mr. Dillon's pieces. I think this is true 
that um, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm almost positive this is true, that I'm the only person who's doing one original song and because they're going to let me sing my Married to Bob song. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. so audacious, but I'm going to do it. Well, That's but I mean, great. it's about him and yeah, it's a day to pay tribute to yeah. arguably the most famous musician to ever come out. I mean, I know the Prince fans will be mad at me for saying that, but <laughs> let's let's be honest. That one of the two most famous mu- musicians to ever come out of this humble state of ours. If people want more information on the tribute that's coming up, the Dylan tribute on the twenty fourth, first dash avenue dot com. Uh, in my opinion, all hatchets are buried, and um, I want people to support them. I want people to go, and I want people to pay attention to Courtney Yasmine and uh, and your upcoming efforts. They can find you online going to those same locations you big on the instagram or the twitter do you ever like to do that stuff yeah absolutely i'm 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 all over the um twitter and instagram world and sort of less on facebook i would say these days although i have a lot of followers there um and i do really like my patreon thing what i want to say about that is that i write a daily blog Mm -hmm. that i've been writing for for years now but i moved it over to patreon and it is way too much personal information, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And I, I, heard, I once heard this really funny comedian talking about his kids getting into the skits, and he said, "You don't do it. You don't do something stupid. You don't get in the skit." <laughs> <laughs> and so I just want to say to every single person I know, you don't do anything stupid. You don't get in the blog. You know, but if you know, are we going to be in the blog? I was going to say, it sounds saying? like Sean might, and I are in the might, blog. Might be in the blog tomorrow morning. Damn. All right, Courtney. Thank but you very only much. For, only for being so wonderful. Yeah, well, only for being so wonderful. I'm sure. We'll read the blog tomorrow and be the judge yeah. of that. What do you say, Sean? <laughs> Sean, you take it easy. Thanks again Thanks. to Smart Start MN. Thanks to Patreon, all of our Patreon supporters. Thanks to AudioQuip, the people who have provided us with the lovely equipment we have here in the Smart Start MN studio. Now that the world is opening up, now that your band's going to be back out there. You're going to be out there juggling while you read your poetry. Whatever it is you're going to be doing, if you need to rent audio equipment, please talk to our friends at AudioQuip. Um, and be well and enjoy yourselves. Get yourself fast vaccinated. Keep wearing your damn mask so we can all get back to some semblance of normal life. And thank you to Courtney for coming to join us. And we'll go out on the song by Courtney. So I'm going to play a song written in 1961 by our native son, Mr. Dillon. I'll be playing it on the main stage of First Avenue. Um, He wrote this in 1961. He was 20 years old, and that was the year I was born. Also, this song couldn't be a better piece um, through this past year in Minneapolis. Come gather round, people, wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon You'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are changing Come writers and critics who prophesies with your pen And keep your eyes wide The chance won't come again And don't speak too soon Or the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming For the loser now will be later to win For the times they are changing Come senators, congressmen, please heed the call 
Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall. For he who gets hurt will be he who has stalled. There's a battle outside raging, and it'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls for the time. Come mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command The old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend a hand For the times they are line it is drawn and the curse it is cast the slow one now will later be fast as the present now will later be past the order is rapidly fading and the first one now will later be 